Thanos, John McGrath, Million Dollar Agent, the bit that John loves. We specifically are going to continue this for at least another six episodes because it pumps up John before every podcast. How are you, John? Good, Tom. I'm excited about today because we're doing something a bit different today. We're doing mailbox questions. And I was unaware until you sent me these over the weekend of all these really great questions that our listeners are sending into us, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to sort of... Because, you know, we can give people as many insights as we think we can offer them, you know, hopefully advantage them in their business. But I really want to know, so hopefully everyone gets onto you, your website and your Facebook. Do they come in via your Facebook? Yeah, either tompanos.com.au or Facebook and Twitter and uh, put your comments there. There's a link there to Million Dollar Agent Podcast. So that's where these came yeah. from. So, um, you know, if they, and it's been some really good ones because what I love is these are the real things that are keeping people up at night out there in the industry. So it's really good, and I think we're going to try and get through a couple each session, and we'll do a few of these during the year and just see how people like them. Absolutely. So, John, we're going to start off with the first one. came from Chris. How do you deal with negative salespeople in your own office when you just want to get on with being the best you can be? Good question, John. Not everyone in an office thinks the same. Not everyone is as ambitious. Um, every office has got you know a couple of people that sort of try and you know whether they do it intentionally or not. But there's a saying, misery loves company, and yeah. I think uh, <laughs> what our person here is saying that uh, he just wants to get on with uh, making sales and listings. Well, look, yeah, you know, and the negativity, Tom, uh, and and for Chris's question is a good one. Doesn't stop in the four walls of the office. I mean, there's negativity in the industry, in the community, in the media. So I think you know the, the question actually could be expanded beyond just your office, but let's start with the office. Um, look, my view is if you are a beacon of energy, enthusiasm and optimism, you'll actually attract less misery. So sometimes people wear, and I'm not being critical of Chris in here because I don't know him, or her, sorry, um, but if you are one of those people that you know, gravitates to the water cooler and has a little wind yourself, you're gonna attract a lot more people. If you're the kind of person that has your head down, and you're always positive, and you kind of don't engage in any negativity or scuttlebutt, you're pro that's going to be a great start. So just check yourself there from a personal perspective. Second thing, I think that you know there are some, some things you can be doing. I mean, if you just hit the road, every time you're not prospecting. So my view would be when you're in the office, you need to be prospecting, chasing deals, following up, calling clients, and then you're out of the office. So my view would be you should have as little interface, and that doesn't mean don't be a good team player because you should be that as well. But there shouldn't be a lot of downtime when you're just sitting there waiting for stuff to happen. As a good agent, you're mobile, you're up and at them. When you're in the office, you're on the phone, you're prospecting two or three hours a day, you're ringing your vendors every day. So when you're in that mode, a lot of people don't want to come near you, and I, and I say that respectfully, but they can see you're on a mission, they can see your focus, they can hear your conversations have purpose. So they don't come and sit there and chat. So I think there's a few things you can do if you are in an office where the people are not as positive. And you know, the third one, which is kind of obvious, is raise it at a sales meeting. I, if I were Chris, I'd say at the sales meeting to the manager or principal, if Chris isn't that, you know, guys, I want to have a chat. My feeling is, without even knowing it, we've become a little bit negative around here, and I'm sure we've been through a tough few years, but we're now in, in a great period of selling. Why don't we do a bit of a pact to eliminate negative commentary, uh, eliminate negative talk, eliminate gossip from our office environment. And you might be pleasantly surprised that a lot of people are being negative without even knowing it. Yeah. So that would be a couple of things. What about you? What, what are your... A couple of things that come to mind, and I agree with um, everything that you're saying. I can't help but notice people that are busy uh, aren't approachable. 
And if you're not approachable, you generally uh, don't end up having interactions with people. That's the first thing. The second thing I'll say is you can't control other people, what other people think, what other people say, but you can control your attitude and the direction that your life's going to take. Mm. So you focus on that. I think another thing that I would uh, focus on is the best way... A lot of people, John, have got this need to be liked yeah. and need to have an approval. And I think the best way to get someone's approval is actually to not need it in the first place. So in many ways, if you let go and become detached of having to be liked so much by people around you, but you, you, ultimately you've got to be liked by potential vendors. Ultimately you've got to be liked by your clients. Um, that is where your revenue stream, that is where your life really matters. Um, and probably the one final thing that comes to my mind, John, is that the normal default switch in life, whether it's other people in an office, whether it's TV or newspapers, normal default switch is, you know, airplanes gone missing um, yeah. at the moment or um, interest rates may go up at the end of the year. That's normal default switch. A lot of people that are positive actually control their own default switch. So they're more intentional about what they're reading and listening to and, and who they're talking to. So they would put themselves in situations where they're having interactions with people that are more optimistic and more positive. And I know that you've been a very big person on surrounding yourself and you encourage people to surround themselves with other successful people because you can't help but you make this subconscious comparison yeah. to them. And you block out the negative energy and you know, whether that's the 6 o'clock news tonight or whether it's the 7 a.m. radio news coming to work or whatever it is, I mean, when you are reading negative stuff, so, you know, for years, and, and like even the, that terrible tragedy of an accident, you know, I didn't hear about it for a day or two because I actually don't focus on the media. Uh, and eventually, you know, big issues like that and tragedies, ultimately, you know, one, one has an awareness of. But I think that, you know, you've got to be careful about where you put your focus and energy. So I think for Chris... Um, one is be prepared to say something. If you think it's a genuine issue, which obviously Chris does, say something at a sales meeting or ask it to be a discussion point. I agree with you. If someone um, doesn't like your opinion on it when you raise it, well, again, that's their problem. You know, you've, this is your environment, and if you're coming to work 8 to 12 hours a day, you should have the right to have it non-polluted by negativity. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that helps, Chris. I think we had another one too. What was our, yeah, the other, what was question, our other question? John, uh, we had was... Uh, I would like to know, uh, and this is, comes from Aaron, um, I would like to know what is the top producers agents do within the first few hours of a Monday morning? Um, it's a good question, isn't it? I think, uh, well, obviously there's not one generic answer, but I think in general, um, we, that talks about what I refer to as a morning ritual and an ideal week. So the ideal week we've, we've spoken about in the past is really what is the best time on certain days to do your key activities. And the morning ritual is if you actually start your day well, that is, let's say, from when you get up to halfway through the morning, the first few hours of the day, if you start it well, productively, proactively, you're probably going to finish the day well also. So I think, you know, for my personal, it was for, who was it? For Aaron. For, for Aaron, what I uh, found was Saturdays for me were auction and open for inspection. So I always ended up with a pad of 50 to 150 people's names that were potential candidates for me to talk to on a Monday, so I actually crossed my whole diary out from Monday morning. We did have a sales meeting at the beginning of a Monday. Monday's an important day in real estate, isn't it, John? It's critical, because most people are doing opens or a lot of inquiry on a Saturday, uh, and maybe even auctions. So yeah, Monday is you've probably got a bag of names of people that are genuinely want to transact and do business. And I'm amazed when I used to ring people back and, and talk to them how many other agents hadn't rung them back. 
And then if you haven't rung them back by Monday, Tom, you're probably not going to ring them back because then your week gets busy and then Wednesday you might have more open homes and then they're busy and they've forgotten what they saw three days ago. So I think Monday from a point of view of um, following up everyone from the weekend was critical. It's probably a great day for your sales meeting because it sets the tone and it shares information with everyone as to who bought what and who sold what in the last week. So I think that's critical. So I think you know it's really important for Aaron to have a very focused Monday morning activity, ritual. The best people are definitely calling everyone back. They're definitely getting their pipeline prospecting. They're definitely ringing their vendors, not only on Monday, but every day. These would be the breakfast of champions. The habits of the high achievers would be those sort of things. So hopefully with Aaron, I mean, what, what would you add to that? I think, John, you've uh, summed it up. I think that uh, there are certain days in the week that are more valuable than others. We know the value of Saturday because it puts you in so much contact with buyers, yeah. and that's what you're there to do, to get buyers for vendors' properties. But uh, Monday, I can't help but all these agents that I interviewed, John, keep telling me that Monday seems to be the day that as they're calling buyers, that many of these buyers are actually in the buy-sell mode, and in fact, a lot of their prospecting ends up happening on a Monday, and I yeah. would call this warmer prospecting than cold prospecting. So hopefully, Aaron, that uh, those points that have been raised here um, covers it. And John, we're going to get into the habit of going through every few episodes where we're going to actually have this Q&A where listeners send in their questions because this is reality. This is not trainer speak. This is agent speak. This is the pain that keeps up people up at night and sometimes they can't bring it up to people in their office. And I think, Tom, if, if uh, someone wants to send in a confidential question, uh, maybe they can just email you as opposed to post it on the public site because sometimes people are going through struggles that they probably they want some advice on but they may not want people knowing that this is a struggle. So I think if people contact you directly on that, if you're happy with that, that that's, but most people can just go to your Facebook or website. Yep. Uh, John, we've got time for one more question here. And Good. I want to touch on this one. This is one of my favourites because I actually work for a media organisation and uh, um, it's about, it comes from Jonathan West and he says, ask what dialogue is used when you've got the listing and the owner is deciding on a $6,000 advertising campaign versus a 10,000 advertising program, ways to convince the owner the higher end is best based on the property value being approximately one million. So essentially, John, we're talking about um, upselling a vendor in marketing. What's the efficient, you know, in your mind, what, what, what are you thinking? Well, look, uh, first thing is I think is I'd say to Jonathan, you've got to sell the program as the best interest of the vendor, not the best interest of the agent. And some people say, oh, well, you know, upsell it because that gets me more profile on the paper. Well. As long as it's appropriate for that property, that's fine. That's a byproduct. So I'm sure that's where Jonathan's coming from. So let's assume that Jonathan's made the decision that 10,000 is going to give them a better result than six, which is more likely than not to be true. Um, if you believe that, you just got to transfer your belief. So I have a conversation with vendors at the beginning, Tom, that says, Tom, from this point onwards, all I'm going to do is give you recommendations that I think are going to maximise your price. Um, now, whether you agree to accept those or reject them, that's up to you. But I really want to tell you my job, I think, is to get the best dollar for your house, not to sell it, because you can sell it. You don't need me. Any of my colleagues out in the industry can sell it. So when it comes to marketing, you really just reinforce that. And if your belief is a full page is going to attract more attention than a half a page, um, or a premier listing is going to be better than a normal run-of-the-mill highlight listing, um, then I think that you, well I don't think, I know you owe it to the vendor to make that very clear recommendation. So I love 
people. I, you know, I like starting sentences that sound like, Tom, what I'd like to do is make a couple of specific recommendations for you on what I think we should do to maximise your price. So, Because sometimes people go for the easiest answer. Oh, well, um, you only want to spend six, that's fine. Well, that's fine, but maybe 10 is better, in which case you should give them the opportunity to hear what you've got to say. Rarely, in fact, almost never will you lose a listing by making a recommendation as long as you're close to the client and if you sense that that might be above their budget and scaring them off, well then you can always dilute it, taper it down, reduce the size or the frequency. But you really want to be able to give the client the recommendation every time that's going to get them the best chance of the best price. So I think, you know, for Jonathan, um, don't oversell marketing in terms of I think you can also, uh, you know, if a property's worth 300000 a full page is probably going to scare off potential buyers. So it's, as long as it's definitely going to enhance the property's value to, to ability to sell for more value. Um, just be honest, make sure that you preface it up front to say that all my recommendations are about getting you the best price. And then just have the courage to be prepared to ask for something and look at or think of using the words, you know, could I make a couple of specific recommendations, Tom, that I think will help you get a better price. Um, so that'd be my advice for Jonathan. It's a really good one. And all the great agents that I know are very strong on selling marketing because they believe in it and they know it gets them the better result. Beautiful. The only bits I'll add to that, John, is that I think, uh, Jonathan, if you're saying that $6,000, you're both on the same page, the reality is you're talking about $4,000. So I think in many ways, John, the conversation's going to be, look, we know that you need to do this and you agree that you need to do this. So the question is, um, do we feel that extra $4,000 investment is going to allow us to talk to 100% of the buyers in the marketplace versus potentially 60% of the buyers in the marketplace? And are you comfortable with me going to the market knowing that we may not be talking to every buyer? Um, I think probably I've got a great slide and I've actually got it off your office in Broadbeach. There's a couple of guys there. Um, Natoli, I think is his... Uh, John, Natoli John Natoli and James Ledgerwood. Yes, okay. So those two guys, and, and I will put this up. And James um, is a listener, and I think John is too, so yeah, say good day to them. Well, John, I've got to tell you, they've got a, a visual that they've got the address of the properties what it sold for, method of sale, marketing How investment. much was invested, yes. Yeah. This is an evidence-based chart that actually shows people, particularly those that like analytics, people that like a dashboard to see what's going on, very powerful and effective, and I will put it up on my site under free tools. Um, I think what we're both saying, but is this, that if you believe that it's in the best interest of the vendor, a few scripts and dialogues is not going to be as effective as the feeling that you leave them with because if you in your heart are treating this person the way you would sell your own home or the way that you'd be recommending to sell the closest people in your life's home, your, your, your brother's home, that's going to come through in your presentation mm. without you having to come up with some Amway line yeah. that's going to sort of say, oh, that's the magic bullet that got them across the line. Um, so pretty much having your audio, matching your video and what you're saying and your behaviour being in correlation. Um, John, that takes us, we've had three great questions. We've been talking about VPA, we've been talking about, you know, um, attitude. Negativity, yeah. And negativity. And uh, we're going to run these uh, segments every few podcasts. I want to wish our listeners a great week. And until next week, John, I hope you have a good week too. See you then, Tom. Thanks. Mm -hmm.